May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. This episode of May the Life Force Be With You is brought to you by Moment Company and The Moment Pebble. The Moment Pebble is a beautiful, natural stone, light-guided breathing device and is a unique gift for someone who needs that gentle reminder to stop and take a break, to take moments throughout their busy day and to practice mindfulness. Just head over to momentcompany.co, that's momentcompany.co and enter the code LIFEFORCE at checkout to receive an exclusive 10% podcast discount. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm also a little bit nervous. <laughs> Nervously excited. Um, I've got a bit of a big week coming up. Do. Yeah, on Sunday, I am doing something crazy um, called High Rocks. I mean, crazy and inspirational, I have to say. Well, thank you for that. But uh, right now I'm feeling crazy. So at the start of the year, I set myself a little bit of a mind, body, spirit goal. Um, because I'm 50 next year. She does not look it for anybody that doesn't know what Fiona looks like. She does not look like she's going to be 50. Thank you. I don't feel like I should be 50, that's for sure. But I set myself a little bit of a challenge, which was to do something for my mind, my body, my spirit. And this is the body bit, but I actually think, and it's the last thing I need to do because the spirit we've talked about in another episode, which and mind, which was ayahuasca. I also did some training as a generative consultant change coach, which was the other part of the mind. And then this was supposed to be very much the physical. Wow. So you really went like, I am going to give yeah. myself the four pillars of life, like the three pillars of life. Yeah. In a, it, to me, it sounds like up leveling. Like, yeah, there's just a little bit of a, hey, age doesn't matter. Don't restrict yourself and actually push a little bit of limits. And take yourself to a kind of next level. And so this. Just explain doing, about the competition. Like what's okay. it. In, like I, you've told me bits, but I'd actually <laughs> like to know. And obviously other people don't know what this competition no. is. So what, what do you have to do? So um, it's probably one of the fastest growing kind of sport um, competitions out there. And, and it says it's for everybody. And, and um, I guess that is true because there's no time limit there's no specific pressure but it is a, it is quite intense like I've been training very hard I've been training seven times a week for about and is it like running what do you have to do so what you do I'm doing it as a pair okay god bless and much respect to anybody that does it as a solo <laughs> artist of which my friend Jane is a machine she like won it in Dublin <laughs> she does it on her own but basically it's um eight kilometers of running but in a one kilometer stints so you basically do like a 1K sprint and then Ooh. there's weight training, high um, CrossFit style, functional fitness style exercises in between. And there are certain weights and certain requirements for men, women and, and doubles. So I run a kilometre, then I do uh, a kilometre on the ski machine, then you run a kilometre, then you uh, push a sled, which is a, I think it's 108 kilos for women. 
you push is it all meters. in one day it's all in one go oh my <laughs> 50 meters then you run a kilometer then you push uh, you pull a sled which is 78 kilos and what's the competition is it like who does it the fastest yes okay yeah. so you have to do all of these things back to back as a race as a race yeah and so there's sled pushes and pulls the, the, the horrible part is stations three four five six which are sled pull a kilometre on the rowing machine, um, 80 metres of box jump burpees. And um, I don't even like doing one. 200 metres of, lun- <laughs> uh, of lunges, 200 metres of lunges. Um, then uh, 75 squats whilst throwing a four kilo wall at a ball. I'm doing it like, with a I'm partner. Like... <laughs> whilst you're running a kilometre in between. Oh. So I'm doing it with a partner, which means we get to tag each other out during the station so, so I might have do breaks. yeah and the great thing is Carla is really fast at running which is great because I can try and keep up I'm a terrible runner um I've been doing lots of time you're obviously not run. a terrible runner because you were doing this competition I have run a marathon I did that for my last <laughs> upgrade when I was 29 and then when I was 39 so this is like my nine birthday milestone things I like to talk at the end of your decade you're just like yeah. endurance test yeah. <laughs> So I'm doing that next week and it's been hugely enjoyable, believe it or not. It doesn't always feel like it, but I can feel the strength that I've built in my body and the sense of camaraderie with everybody I train with at 45 Brighton has been amazing. Um, And that real sense of achievement of being able to kind of push your body, but also your mind limits. Your mind gives out 30% when your body's still got 30% to give. And so it's taught me a lot in terms of resilience and fitness and focus. Um, as well so you know I've been getting up and running in the rain because it never stopped raining at the UK at the moment. <laughs> um, if it rains you don't train you know, that can't be the thing no, you, <laughs> you gotta do it but it's also taught me a lot about rest and recovery as well because you can't keep pushing yourself and I've been a little bit injured and you appreciate more what your limits are but also what your how much more you can do than you, you think and so this time last year I didn't think I would ever be able to really train again. I was really injured. I felt like... My body, what, what did you injure? Um, I ripped my rotator calf. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, had sciatica problems. Mm. I had a few, just nickels everywhere. And f- from, from, from training too hard? Or? F- from training, but also lifting my dad when he was ill. Right. Um, and uh, I think the mental and emotional toll of three years of grief had manifested in my body mm. and I just thought I'm turning 50 I can't do the stuff I used to when I was 25 anymore and I realized I can that's what I was going to ask you because you were like I'm get, I did this to prove that age is you know is age is just a number that you can do and, and like has that been the case like have you proved that to yourself yeah I mean your body naturally slows down as you age mm. but that doesn't mean to say that you can't be as fit, I actually think from a physical perspective, I now see this as my baseline. I want to get even fitter and stronger than this. I think as you get older, that should be the aim, yeah. actually, to it's get It's how you feel. And actually, yeah. I love lifting weights. I love being able to... My next thing is kind of working on flexibility and, and things like that. Mm. So um, it's so important as we age that we look after our bodies because if we don't have that life force because our physical strength is so important you know and I in in my moment life one of our most watched videos is one that I stand on one leg because (laughs) 
it's the, it's it's the most common cause of death in elder in, in the elderly is to is lose false. your balance yeah and lose your balance and then well, you think about your mobility and how you do things and if you can't if you if you don't have that you lose so much mentally then as well but if you think about it walking sitting down getting out of a car standing up you're on one leg more than you think that's true <laughs> that's true um yeah think, so little things like just you know when i boil the kettle i stand on one leg i'm giving my future self more chance of <laughs> just by doing little things like that you don't need to do um high rocks yeah to be able to to do that but you know when i look at the times and i look at my goals of what i want to do each age bracket the, the the best time and the, the sort of average time goes down because you physically it's just the you know it's just the way that we are but it doesn't mean to say that I can't optimize myself well as you're speaking I, I've got this like curiosity coming to me that's like you know <laughs> this show is called may the life force be with you it is a force. And that means you've got to be strong enough to hold that force. And if you're not strong enough, and I, I think that's energetically, I often talk about that like muscle of the energy body, but also physically, you're going to be leaking that force, you know, like, like if you're not strong enough to hold the resistance of that force inside of you, then, and, and I think that's what when people, you know, the most people dying from falling is not always because they fell it's more because when you die when you fall and you lose your mobility at that age when you stop moving you stop moving you lose your strength but now i'm like but you lose your life force energy it's like your ability to it's like giving me this whole new perspective of like wait a minute you need your muscle and your strength, not just for your posture, not just for your sugar levels, but also for your life force levels, you know, because you need strength to hold a force. Yeah. And Absolutely. this is the force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you, are, are you feeling like you have more life force energy by building up this strength? Yes. There's, there's, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> yes. And, um, and it makes you feel good. It makes me feel energized. It makes me feel more positive. Um, and, you know, I always say I wish we could take our brains out and see them as we work on them. Because if we could see the progress of building the muscle, we'd want to do it more often. Mm. But the thing to kind of hold together is that when you're building up your physical muscle, you are doing it with your mental at the same time. Mm. Your mind and, and body muscles are working out simultaneously. So, you know, if we were having this conversation this coming Sunday at 10 a.m., there'd probably be a lot of explicits coming out my mouth because <laughs> I am doubting my life choices of the fact that I'm in zone red cardio and I can't breathe. But I know that I... I've been there when, like when I did the marathon and my first marathon in 2004, like I've been there when you think I cannot go on. And then you go and you beyond. Yeah, I you think can. I think exercise or certainly from the kind of guidance point of view, it exercise also charges your belief in yourself mm-hmm. because it takes you beyond your, your it's like 
that's the time that you are going beyond your physical limitations and therefore proving to your whole system, mind included, that you are, that, that these limitations are not as limited <laughs> as you think they are. Um, and my guys go as far as to say it's not really exercise if it's not taking you beyond your edge. Like, that's what exercise is. So if you're doing what I do sometimes, which is do a very gentle stretching yoga class and say that is exercise, in terms of building your, your belief and your faith in yourself, it's not exercise. doesn't give you... It's certainly another practice. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like I say, this, doing this training and doing a very specific program has taught me the importance of rest recovery. So I've been terrible the last few days. I've barely watched Grand Prix, but <laughs> whole other life force. Um, but I know I need to really focus on sleep mm. and rest this week as well, because in order to perform, you also need to take care and make sure that my legs are nice and rested. My mind's, you know, Good. I'm I'm nourishing myself. Like all of those things are very important for for this a particular physical exertion that's coming up. But it's also something to be mindful as we go. And have they have they given you any advice on sex? No, because there's a lot in sport though about not having sex yeah. before a big game and stuff like that, isn't there? I don't think it's a concern of mine right now. <laughs> but maybe maybe that's <laughs> what you, the marathon you're going to do for 59. Um, well, there we go. <laughs> but um, the reason I was asking is because obviously sex is so connected to life. Well, for like footballers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't. I can't remember which World Cup it was, but I'm sure they said that England didn't perform because they had their wives out at that particular <laughs> training camp when normally they don't allow them or something like that. But yeah, I'm sure there are things. I mean, this is an hour and a half, two hour competition. Oh my God. Sure. So all of this is happening in an hour and a half? Hopefully. Yeah. Ah. Like, I was imagining it to be, like, eight hours. No. <laughs> it was, like, those, those rest stations. <laughs> like, no. wow. And what do you win? Glory of self-appreciation. <laughs> Proof that you did it. Yeah, I mean, for the, for the, the top athletes, there's, um, they get to qualify for pro and world championships and things like that. There's it, It's very... Um, fast-growing sport that um, has a lot of accolades it's like crossfit you know for the mm -hmm. guys at the top they can make whole careers out of being high rocks trainers high rocks champs that kind of um accolade and i think there is prize money as well for the elites for me it's just like running you know just like running proof, a marathon yeah get, just proof you can do it get to a yourself or something with high rocks on it that's, <laughs> that's what i'll get oh wow so yeah so that's that's my so what's physical and body um, gift to self or pre-50? That's a pretty cool turning 50 gift, I have to say. Out of the three, because you did mind, body and spirit, and I know you haven't completed the body one, but which one was most significant? All contribute. I think you have to have a balanced three-legged stool right so mm -hmm. there's not one that's more dominant than the other I think the ayahuasca is you know a longer term self-realization <laughs> exercise mm -hmm. um 
the physical now is just resetting the base level and that's going to be ongoing it's kind of kick-started my love of exercise working out being fit again because I kind of lost my way a little bit with that and I didn't think it was important and now I realize it is really important to me I mean it is so especially I think when you come into your 50s like I feel like the difference between the people I know 50 plus who exercise and the people who don't is significant like in terms of how rapidly you age well apparently you know? it's, it's all the uh, the time you put in in your 20s and 30s so i'm buys you that. yeah because <laughs> I, I, I i've luckily been a bit of a workout monster pretty much my entire life which is why she doesn't look like she's turning 50 <laughs> maybe right <laughs> but they say that it's like when you you know you put the time in early and you have muscle memory and your body remembers that and you your endorphins and all of those things you 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 remember um for me that it's also the community behind it that's really important I like getting out seeing friendly faces in in the classes and um you know there's so many people that I that I actually just said to my spin instructor at the weekend I just want you to know how much I appreciate you because she probably, well, she does because I've told her, but for all those PTs out there, like you are probably impacting people more than you know. It's not just about mm. the physical, but when I got back into it after like my elongated period of grief, it was my release. Mm. I used to go and just sit in the spin studio in the dark and pedal away. And it was like this flood of emotion that would come out with the sweat. And it was like a, a physical and emotional kind of release process I, that I went through and I became addicted to that feeling good in that moment. I totally feel you because I've just taken up weights and boxing and like the release, you know, <laughs> like to me it's still ridiculous that I'm boxing. <laughs> but the release <laughs> of hitting that bag is is it's actually so related to um it is energizing yeah but it's so related to the emotional body mm -hmm. as well it's mm -hmm. like I kind of feel like our emotional body needs to exercise certainly mm -hmm. when you're doing boxing you're like oh that's what I'm angry about <laughs> you know and like there's there's it's like ancestrally I think we used to move with our emotions a lot more than we do now and so yeah um now people are you know kind of like now people are watching war and not having a physical movement in response to that whether it is running or fighting or Dancing. Yeah, yeah 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 do you ever in your head when you hear a piece of music sometimes like I was on the bus yesterday <laughs> a piece of music came on my headphones and I just had in my mind that I wished I was having like a really good old dance because <laughs> you could just I could feel like there's certain songs you just want to release mm. energy or expression through your body yeah That's it's like your emotional. body wants to engage in the emotional yeah. process and and i and think because we're not as physical we don't do it now. yeah well up until recently our bodies would have engaged like that's just the way it was it's like if war was happening you were some way participating in that war. <laughs> um and now we're like experiencing war through our mind through our visual like through media and not having any process of that in our physical bodies mm. and 
I, I feel like exercise really brings, you know, one of the things we were talking about in the weights class, in the boxing weights class, was that, like, and our ancestors would have carried heavy stuff nearly every day. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we are made to work our muscles. <laughs> I mean, I have, one, of my, one of my stations in High Rocks is um, to carry 32 kilos, 200 metres. Mm. And I've been going to Tesco and <laughs> getting my shopping, <laughs> carrying it home in each hand to practice. So uh, I do know <laughs> what it's like. But, but yeah, we don't have to go and like collect water or forage or hunt anymore. So yeah, we don't have that same physical activity and connection to uh, our routines emotions our emotions yeah the physical expression of our emotions it's funny I know we spoke about like maybe doing this in two halves because we've both got two things but actually it's kind of led I was going to just ask. <laughs> it's kind of led to what? It's the big thing I'm doing today. <laughs> so um, maybe we just keep yeah, going. Go for it. Tell us about what you're up to today. So it's very physical as well. It's physical and it's like I can feel the emotion because we're getting close to the t- mm-hmm. literally straight after this. I'm off uh, to do Cambo, which is... Um, it's frog medicine. It's the it's really weird medicine. They like tickle the frogs, and the frog produces this excretion from being tickled. It's like frog tickle <laughs> excretion. Yeah. Tickling the frog. And um, basically, you you take cambo. It's burnt into you. So mm-hmm. they burn the cambo into you. And then the cambo kind of scans your body and causes a big release of toxins and things that are not of service to you. Is it considered a psychedelic? No. You just throw up. (laughs) You just throw up. And it's very, very good for your health. There's all sorts of science behind it that... You know, maybe I'll get the guy that's doing it to come on the podcast and speak about it from a more um, kind of authoritative way than I can. Because I've only done Cambo once. And as I've said before, I'm pretty strict with medicine personally. So, like, I will only do a medicine if I get really caught, if I know 100% that medicine is calling me. And when Cambo called me before... This was 2018. Like, literally frogs were jumping across my path. Like, real life frogs. And I was like, okay, I need to take camo. Show me a sign here or something. Yeah, I was like, not good enough sign. And so by the end, frogs were, like, crossing me in the street. Yeah. (laughs) And so... And and I took camo. And it was powerful. I remember I worked with... um, like I wanted to clear like some abundance blocks and I was rethinking about it last night. And I was like, yeah, I really did clear those abundance blocks. I remember what I was throwing up because it, it, you can just work physically, but I was choosing to work with what, what my DNA body was storing physically and what my DNA body was storing was my great-grandmother seeing her father who hung himself in the depression 
and her oh hair goodness. turned white overnight. She she found him hanging in a barn in a in a barn because of his deaths in the depression, and her hair turned white over, overnight. She? she was young. I didn't think your hair turning white was a real thing until I found that out from your my family. Grandmother. Yeah. Her father was in so much debt that he hung himself and she found mm. him. And I, and I realised that that kind of freeze was stuck inside of me. And so that's what I purged the first time I took camp. But what... what I didn't realise then <laughs> was that straight, straight after that, me and my part, my partner at the time of ten years wanted to open up our relationship, and so straight after taking Cambo, literally within weeks, the, this very very secure and very beautiful relationship in my life opened up, and it started <laughs> a. It started a journey of self-discovery and healing. You know, I remember asking for guidance about whether we should be opening up our relationship. And my guys were like, yeah, because you've got wounds to heal that, that you're too harmonious together to heal. Like, and... um. I didn't know then <laughs> how hard those wounds were going to be. I actually thought I was really good at relationships because <laughs> I was in this really harmonious, happy relationship. And like, turns out I'm not. And basically, yeah, we did a year of openness. Within that year, I had an amazing tantric awakening in my sexual energy, which is probably part of why May the Life Force Be With You exists now. Um, then I met somebody else who was amazing in her own right, but the opposite of harmonious in terms of, um, the traumas that we were going to trigger, just the traumas that we were reigniting in each other. It was like, uh, my guides describe that type of relationship as like magnets that, should be able to meet but just can't and so the friction's just building and then you know the last few years like I have been in this like crazy journey of of actually emotionally ping pong balling between three people not I would like to say I've had loads of sex I have not (laughs) Just been in like meeting every possible wound in my love life that I can possibly meet. I have no love life, just, just so you know. We're, we're not experts in that field. We need yeah, to we, get, we're we need not to doing get, a podcast on that. A relationship expert in Korea, quick. And so, and and you know, that journey of of that journey, I met so many layers of myself. I did. I felt so stuck inside of it. I felt. I I felt like the shadow work stopped working, the the relationship experts weren't working. I I took it everywhere and I I I couldn't 
couldn't, couldn't, couldn't seem to get out of the patterns that I was that I was in that I knew were unhealthy. I would say that like I probably have a disorganized attachment style. So disorganized attachment is when you move between avoidant attachment and um anxious attachment depending on what the situation is and it was like it was like I almost needed these like so does that mean you're clinging on but fleeing at the same time yeah yeah yeah. and like depending on what the relationship dynamic is oh my god it was like and you know I was also experiencing like how you know because I was stepping out of integrity Mm -hmm. in these dynamics and noticing like my life force energy being completely fucked the next day because like I'd been out of alignment like just it's almost out of integrity oh my god it was nuts and it was so hard and I was taking it to every healing and and yeah it it was just quite often we we, we say being aware is the first step and so you're obviously clearly aware of those this is what my therapist said he was like you are I was like I am not (laughs) self-aware you are clearly really self-aware yeah, and I was like even put a label on the I am process. talking about it but I'm still living it so there's something that is missing like I'm like it was like I knew that I was running these patterns and I didn't know how to stop so where do you think the disconnect <laughs> or is this why this Campbell, Campbell well, was important this is to you the in, thing. in joining bringing that bridge between this is the thing awareness and result what I'll come on to the Campbell but so this has gone on for years, more in an emotional body way than anything else. And, you know, what I conclude now at the end of it, and I am at the end of it, is that basically my, my, my trauma body was like my trauma was up. When you're in attachment style, your trauma is operating. And I was thinking about that and I was like, um, you know, for me, my mum was very, very ill in the very first year of my life. So my trauma is deep <laughs> and foundational. And I was thinking about it and I was like, the thing is, is that tra- trauma, when, when love becomes about survival, which it does when you experience trauma that early on, because if somebody isn't loving you, you're not going to survive. You then operate through survival tactics rather than through consciousness, awareness. And, and my survival body was just like, it was like I'd put myself in a place that was like so re-traumatizing by opening up my relationship, then leaving my relationship, then living on my own in lockdown, like all of it was like putting my my survival body in a place of re-traumatizing. Even though on this other level, I was having this amazing journey of shadow work and spirituality and mm-hmm. growth, my, my actual trauma body was not coping. And so I was swinging back into this trauma. And that's what I was feeling is like my life force energy, like reducing back to, to those more. Like, and how long would those like, trauma moments last are you talking about a fleeting moment or is it something that no, it's like i'd get for... caught in it for days right. like and i and you know 
other people were getting hurt. I think I think everybody's trauma was dancing with each other because I think we were all so mm. contracted to relieve these patterns from each other. But what then happened is like literally as the frog started calling me again and I was like Kambu might have done this. <laughs> like I was like you know, Kamo is known as a really fast medicine that you take and you throw up and then that's it. I'm like, Kambo is not a fast medicine. Kambo like activated this, I'm sure. And is like, now you've had your purge and now you can go and live your life without these patterns. And, and you know, so it was like four years, Kambo. <laughs> so, and I feel like I'm going to like get burnt on the other arm and like close, close the journey. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But as I was sitting with it, and it's kind of what I wanted to bring to this podcast, was I, so I realised that actually the reason I couldn't let it go is I'd missed the point in all of the deep diving and excavating and self-work and self-inquiry, was that all of it was a way of avoiding like all of it was a way of avoiding the separation or the loneliness that was me without love and without love being survival and without that story meeting the moment and when I let that go or when I had that realization I was like so what if I call that that massive grey mass of loneliness and separation that I have spent my entire love life <laughs> masterfully and tactically doing everything I can to avoid <laughs> at all costs? I was like, what's the opposite of avoiding? And I didn't have it in me, and I was like, it's participating. It's leaning in. It's participating. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm going to participate with this space that I'm so terrified of. I'm going to participate with mm-hmm. this being on my own that I'm so terrified of. I'm going to participate. And and what does that look like when you say that? Being present. So being, not feeling it. You know, I also then realised that this disorganised, avoidant pattern was like everywhere else in my life and I was like whoa I'm like even a more it comes out stronger in me and the good like the thing is these three amazing people who are all still in my life as friends because there was so much real love there these three amazing people all wanted to give me love and this was this was my problem with love you know like this was me not having received love as a baby because it wasn't possible and having a very disorganized emotional family because my mom was so ill. Um, not knowing how to receive love because it hadn't been taught to my sister. Mm-hmm. So this was that. And I... Yeah. So the pattern was in love and I was like seeing it every I was like as after I saw it, I was like, oh <laughs> like I do it like with my business, I do it with my like like 
I find a way to put space and distance and chaos between me and an intimately, fully receiving the good and the blessing and the love of the universe. And so I was like, I've got to learn in a very compassionate way how to do this so that this trauma stops showing up at the level that it's showing up within the way I do relationship, whether that is relationship with the universe, my business, yeah. myself, yeah, space. One of the biggest things was space. I was mm. like, you know, I have a way of like, as soon as space, which is like primordial love, and, and, and this is where it kind of loops back around with the ancestral thing because, you know, my father was brought up by the woman whose hair turned white. Mm. And my father's, he kind of ran away and started a whole life over here and did it with a whole, yeah. Uh, uh, what I would say is a, ve a very similar patterning of like hoarding, filling the space, build a fortress around you. Don't, don't get, don't get hurt. You're describing me. Like, <laughs> no idea how much this resonates. Yeah. yeah. And so like, and I was like, and I, I, I think I'm describing a lot of people, but like, you know, it, it was just like, the, the, the space was so terrifying to me that I'd just fill it. Whether it was, and this isn't conscious, but like fill it with drama, mm -hmm. fill it with work, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, don't deal with it. And I, I realised because allowing myself to participate which is my new favourite word, and I haven't looked up the root meaning yet. <sighs> <laughs> but, like, to participate in space is to participate in love that has no exchange agenda. Mm -hmm. And all of these patterns, like avoidance, disorganised, these attack, they're, they're exchanged-based love. And we run those. Yeah, we run those completely subconsciously in a way of like you know i'm going to exchange because that way i'm going to keep this all in order or keep keep you where you need to be like it's all about exchange based love because you don't trust love to just be mm -hmm. and you know i realized that 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 debt that i saw in that cambo that essentially killed, you know, it was financial debt, but we've talked about before how, how life or some money are so, like, you know, I had such part of the cycle that I went through was like, I've always had throughout my entire life this like love and debt being interwoven with each other, of like feeling indebted to anybody that mm -hmm. loves me. And so therefore not being able to hold a, a healthy boundary with them because I'm in debt because they love me when they shouldn't love me because if because I was the like one exception to the rule of babies that wasn't loved. 
And so, like, you know, and I was suddenly like, oh, you've been doing this, like, debt and then interest, like, nutty thing in your relationship with love. You've been doing debt as love. And you've got to re-relationship and participate with love. And you've got to start in the space. And what was amazing is because, you know, the whole system is so terrified of this. Like, okay, don't go traveling anywhere. Don't fill your time with loads of socializing. Don't book in loads of work. Keep the space. And... There was so much love there. Like, after all of that, it was like, I suddenly was like, oh, wow. It was like suddenly all this love that has been waiting my entire life from the great universe or the goddess of space suddenly went, now you're letting me in. And... It was like all of that wounding and noise and disorganized attachment style chaos within me has started to sue. And 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 I am sure that Camber <laughs> This medicine that is known as a, like, I'm sure that it started with the cambo because the frogs has been calling again. I've had more frogs cross my path in the last few months. And I'm, like, so humbled by this medicine because I'm, like, yeah, that's what you took me through. You took me through this portal of what I can only describe as my own personal hell. And yet to have, to have, it's like my whole nervous system is now starting to create new roots. So that all of that love Debt, exchange, noise, just isn't so that, how I operate. That for me is what comes up when you say um, create space. People might think that that means time to clear your diary. Partly it would. So partly, <laughs> partly that. But what I get a real sense of is, is that space in your, your mind, like allowing that chaos that noise that internal dialogue that um you know we're talking about muscle memory mm. that those learned you know behaviors hey I'm more comfortable being miserable I'm more comfortable being yeah. fearful because if I have to change that feels really uncomfortable so thanks very much I'm just going to stay in my same patterns when you say create space what comes up for me is like it's it's a change in those behavioral patterns and thoughts that creates the space that then allows for new things to drop in and you can't fit something new in a, an overcrowded No, room, that right? was exactly the same so, image I had, which like this It's like whole the, you can't even shut world. the door because the room is so jammed, packed, yeah, full of hoarding hoarded, yeah. of those old beliefs. So it's like if you can just start to chip away at some of those 
you can create a little bit of space. You get rid of out of the room all the things that no longer serve you. And then it's not that you need to create 10 new rooms. It's you can clear the space that what your resources are. And just by being softer, quieter, kind of chipping away at that belief system and finding that love in yourself, that, that creates the space for good things to drop in. Absolutely. And I, I used to think I it was clear in my image. diary. Yeah, yeah. I had that image. It's like I, I agree because I had that image. I was like, this whole new life wants to come through <laughs> me right now. And I, I've got to create the space in my nervous system and my thoughts and mm-hmm. my sense of, like, mm-hmm. in my story. And it's in your sleep. It's in your in, dreams. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. It's giving yourself that permission to just... But for me, like, the word participate is the thing that... Mm-hmm. that like unlocked it for me because what I realized was all of that hoarding and noise and disorganized uh, anxious attachment avoidant all of it was a way of not participating mm-hmm. and so I heard, I was like how am I going to retrain this I am going to participate whether it is making an egg or putting my underwear on, or like, I it was like I was like I have to participate in the really simple, basic things because that is going to teach me how not to have this like autopilot, autopilot hoarding, um, fortress of of stuff between me and the love that is here now, whatever that love is, whether it's me looking in your eyes in the podcast Mm -hmm. right now or whether it is me going full-bodied into the emotional expression of boxing (laughs) or full-bodied into throwing up cambo in like half an hour (laughs) so yeah and it's been life like and and to me it's like participate to bring it to may the life force be with you is like how you don't get injured when you're exercising Mm -hmm. how you don't burn out because Mm -hmm. like to participate in a way you need all three of those pillars mind Mm -hmm. body spirit is is how you participate like all three of those being present and engaged is your participation and Yeah, so you know, it's that, that, like that is like <laughs> the best summary I think I could possibly have not even dreamed up for that. You you've you've hit the nail on the head there that that participation, being present, and you know we we we've all seen the bumper stickers around being present, but you know I, I think I've said before in our moment um, workshops we always say be where your feet are. If you can bring attention to your physical presence in the room where you are, you acknowledge where you are, where that sits in the bigger perspective of imagine your feet, but imagine where you you are in the room, the building. You kind of bring your mind all the way back up into the stars. You get a wonderful sense of presence, but also perspective. Mm. And that's tapping into your mind, body, spirit elements. And I think that's, you know, that is life force energy is when you can connect all three of those elements and sometimes we focus on 
the physical to connect to the others. Sometimes we go into a more spiritual realm, but we're very much body scanning. We're very much connected to our presence. So there's something nice that ties that three-legged stool together. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because I'm like, that is life force energy. It's when all three of those elements are in balance. Mm -hmm. Then the life force energy is just mm -hmm. flowing. And, you know, then you're participating in life and therefore you can receive more. <laughs> more the of the, the... Yeah, exactly. Then the, like, it's like the participation cords. is like open the channels mm. and receive. The room isn't packed yeah. anymore. It's, it's free-flowing. The door's always open. Mm. I think that's how it feels. Well, listen, I know you've got to get off to your table. <laughs> um, so let's 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 do a follow up and see where if I can still walk <laughs> and how you're feeling after throwing up the afternoon. I might be throwing up in the Having um, a good luck. Thank you, you too. May the life force be with you. We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. <laughs> and may the life force be with all of us.